0: To answer the question of that person on Facebook again, no. And to correct many of the people that responded, no, you cannot. Don't listen to the people on Facebook. Be very cautious of who you listen to on Facebook because everybody's got an opinion. Most of them are idiots. Honestly, I'm just saying if somebody responds to you, take it with a grain of salt, do your due diligence. Hey everybody! What's up? This is episode 157 of KT Confidential. I'm Adrian Trot, and for those of you who have not tuned in before on KT Confidential, the real estate podcast, we talk real estate. I'm a licensed real estate agent in Ontario. I am co-owner of the Cormendi Trot team, aka the KT team, uh, top performing team for Century 21 in the country uh, for a few years in a row. Looks like we're going to end up in the top ten this year. Um also co-owner of KT, Property Management, a residential property management company, working primarily out of the Greater Toronto area. And we love all things real estate, so hopefully that's why you're here. Um, before I get started, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, I just want to extend a big appreciation to those of you who take the 20 seconds uh, it requires to subscribe. And to comment and let us know what your thoughts are on the podcast to help provide some context for those who are reading about it to uh, decide if they want to listen in and what they can expect. It means a lot to us. We do truly appreciate your time uh, and efforts in doing that. So to move on with today's topic. A conversation I stumbled ac- uh, across on a local Facebook page a couple of days ago was surrounding the uh, topic of contracts and a buyer representation contract specifically. In this case, the person was asking on a local neighborhood Facebook page uh, what uh, whether they could get out of a buyer representation agreement. And there's a lot of misinformation. Most people, you know what? I find it really weird nowadays. I mean, I'm I'm very aware and I'm open to how things happen, and I'm always watching how people use uh, different platforms that are available to them. And you know, we're seeing this big trend and have been for a while now, where people are using Facebook as a search engine rather than traditionally traditional methods like going to Google. But the the thing I find is there's a line where one is more suitable depending on the type of question you're asking. Now, if it's a legal question, um, I feel like Google's probably better suited to answer that because you're going to find some pretty reputable, uh, trustworthy websites that have written things. So in the case of this question, instead of writing on Facebook, can I get out of my buyer representation agreement? Take those exact words, that same phrase, copy and paste it into Google, and compare the results. Perhaps I to, that's how you exactly how you stumbled across this podcast today. I don't know, but the problem is, and the funny thing is, I was reading through the comments on this thread uh, uh, for this person's com, um, uh, post on the Facebook uh, local Facebook page, and there was tons of misinformation, tons of it. And that's the problem with asking questions like this on Facebook. Now, if you want to ask people, one thing I think could be good is asking people for opinions and reviews on products on Facebook, because then you get firsthand uh, uh, opinions. You can interact with those people and ask them specific questions. I find Google is still okay for that, but it takes a lot more digging. I feel like most reputable uh, websites that do reviews are now dumbing it down because all they want is affiliate links and people to click on the link for a product to buy it on Amazon so they get paid for it. They're not doing legit reviews. You know, we're like consumer reports used to be a very reliable source for, uh, you know, tests done under stringent requirements and scenarios to see how products would perform and getting genuine feedback on uh, the product. Nowadays, it's like you go to a review page and every product's great because they just want to get you to click on the link to buy it. It's so frustrating. Anyways, I'm off topic, but you know, as we head into the holidays, and I'm looking for things to buy, this is one of the struggles that I have. First world problems, I know, but it's still annoying. Nevertheless, somebody give me a legit review. All right, back to the topic. Excuse me. So lots of misinformation, and um, there's a few things. So first of all, when you are uh, dealing in real estate, whether you're buying, selling, renting. Uh, investing, whatever end of the various transactions you happen to be on, there are lots of legal contracts in play, okay? So this particular question was about a buyer representation agreement. Buyer representation agreement is a document that is signed by, a representative of a real estate brokerage, uh, the real estate brokerage representing you uh, and you as the buyer on the other end of that relationship. So there are a few components to this that are important to understand. First of all, it wouldn't be a legally binding contract if you could just cancel it and tear it up and throw it away. And you may as well just shake hands and you know, say, yeah, let's work together without signing anything because that's you know it nullifies it if if one party can just say yeah i don't want to do this anymore well th- that defeats the entire purpose of a legally binding contract so the answer to just get it on the table here's no you cannot just walk away from a, a buyer representation agreement both parties need to agree to it so i'll tell you how to handle that but On a buyer representation agreement, you've got various components. One of them is your name and the name of the brokerage. That's the two individuals that this contract is between. Now, the other part of it is a date, a start date and an end date. Typically, these run for about six months. They can be less. They can be more. But if they are more than six months, you have to actually initial a special section that says you acknowledge the length of this contract exceeds six months. The other part of it is identifying the general geographical area that you are looking to uh, uh, require assistance in this transaction. So if you're buying a house, where are you buying it? That can be as broad as saying in Halton region or in Peel region or in Halton and Peel region. Or it could be as specific as saying uh, to buy 123 Anywhere Street in Mississauga. It can be specific to a house. It can be as broad as a region, or I suppose you could even write Ontario. But that information is very important. The other part is, and I'll explain why in a minute. The other part of it is uh, stating what type of property or for what use uh, that property would be intended to. So in the case of most contracts that we're signing, it's for single family residential purposes. Now it could also be For multi-residential purposes, if you're looking for a multi-residential property, which could be a duplex, a triplex, a multiplex, an apartment building, whatever it is, that can vary. Now, it's important that if you write on there that you want to buy um, a single-family residential home at 123 Anywhere Street, and it's very specific, you're Agreeing to sign a contract for the state of date and time to buy that specific house with that specific brokerage uh, in, for that period of time. Now, if you decide, you know what, I don't want to buy 123 Anywhere Street in Mississauga. I want to go buy a house in Milton. Well, that first contract was for a very specific house. So you have that ability to do that, but it's still probably worth consulting the, bro- the, the brokerage and the real estate agent you're working with, because in most cases, I imagine you're not all of a sudden looking, you know, a uh, hundred kilometers in a different direction or somewhere that that real estate agent may not normally practice. It's probably within a general reasonable distance that that person could help you there too. So at the end of the day, if you've got a problem, with the relationship between you and the person you have signed the agreement with, I recommend you please speak with them. That's the best thing to do because if they do not agree to cancel your contract, you cannot just walk away. If you have a generic contract that says you're working with Joe, the realtor at ABC real estate brokerage Inc uh, from January 1st until April 13th, Uh, to buy a single-family residential home in the Halton or Peel region of Ontario, and you decide halfway through that contract to go buy a house with a Susie realtor in the same region, you can be held responsible by that real estate brokerage to compensate them the commission they would have been paid on that transaction. It's a very expensive risk and mistake. So... To answer the question of that person on Facebook again, no, and to correct many of the people that responded, no, you cannot. Don't listen to the people on Facebook. Be very cautious of who you listen to on Facebook because everybody's got an opinion. Most of them are idiots. Honestly, I'm just saying. If somebody responds to you, take it with a grain of salt. Do your due diligence. Um, speak with the person you signed a contract with. Don't shy away from it because it's embarrassing or you're worried about hurting their feelings or whatever. Or, you know, And if you don't like dealing with them specifically, the next step you could take, if you really want to avoid speaking with them, um, contact the broker owner, broker manager, uh, office manager, somebody else in the brokerage that they work for and have a conversation with them. And see if you can resolve it at that level. Because at the end of the day, you didn't sign a contract with Joe the Realtor. You actually signed a buyer representation agreement with ABC Realty Brokerage Inc. That Realtor just happens to be the representative of that brokerage who you are working with. Perhaps that brokerage has somebody much better suited to you. And now, and and that, by best, much better suited to you, it could just be a personality thing. It happens. Salespeople have pretty thick skin. So don't worry about offending them. Worry about being happy. Okay. But more importantly, before you ever put yourself in this situation, let's talk about how, how can somebody end up in this situation? Well, one, they listen to their, they get a referral from their best friend, sister's brother's cousin's aunt, who's a realtor. Don't just work with someone because they were referred to you. We get referred to a ton of people, but we still go through the normal motions and recommend you know, that people do their due diligence and confirming and, and researching and sitting down and having open conversations and learning, what does this person have to offer? What do they bring to the table? How are they going to help me achieve my goal of buying X? How do they get me from A to B? And do I trust them? Do I believe they are well-suited to work with me? Do our personalities clash or do they work well together? It's a big decision. It can be a very stressful process or it can be an exceptionally fun uh, uh, and rewarding process. But do your due diligence. The other part of the problem is, excuse me, I'm going to have a sip of water here. The other part of the problem is, And I'm sure this existed to the same degree before, but with electronic signatures, uh, it's very easy to not pay attention to what you're signing. Tap, 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 tap. You drop in your initials and signatures on 50 different lines. You can be done signing documents in 10 seconds or less. It is crazy. So what happens? Well, a real estate agent doesn't necessarily need to get a buyer representation agreement signed right away. When you first meet, but they do need to at the earliest possible time prior to submitting an offer on your behalf. So, what will often happen is these offers will be sent to you now. Quite often, houses offers have to be sent. Uh, I'd say quite often uh, uh, under you know a short time constraint. So, you go see a house, you say, "Oh, you know what? I really like this." All of a sudden, the other agent gets a call. Hey, Joe, I've got an offer on this house. We're looking at it tonight at eight o'clock. Now Joe has to prepare all the paperwork for you to submit your offer before the seller makes a decision on whether or not they want to pursue the offer they have in hand. So stress level rises, tension rises, pressure's on. You got to get the paperwork together. You got to send it in before you miss the opportunity to buy your dream home. Well, what happens? The real estate agent representing you, Joe, will say in this scenario, produces all of the offer documents. So you've got the agreement of purchase and sale, which lays out all the terms and conditions of the actual purchase. You've got a um, confirmation of cooperation, which... Uh talks about the various uh, representation arrangements with who's representing the seller, who's representing the buyer, how are people compensated, et cetera. You've got a working with a realtor document, which just talks about the various types of representations that exist. You've got uh, FinTrack, which is a federally required uh, client identification form. You've got uh, you know a slew of other documents, lots of paperwork, electronic documents, we'll say, because uh, especially with us, and most certainly, since our partnership with Tree Canada, we try to avoid printing when, uh, uh, when it's unnecessary, which is in most scenarios nowadays. Uh, so anyways, you get all these documents in your inbox and in the bottom of it. Not at the bottom because it's electronic. At the end of the documents, you have a buyer representation agreement. And. Now you've got all these documents, let's say seven documents to sign, and and that buyer representation agreements in the bottom. And it's likely that the, the, the realtor maybe didn't take the time to review them thoroughly with you. So in many cases, I've heard of people that are signing documents that didn't actually take the time to read them. When you're signing electronically, you literally tap your way through them super quick. So what you need to do first is scroll instead of tapping. Scroll through the documents, know exactly what you're signing, and then go back and sign it. That can avoid a lot of problems. Um, But again, going back to it, it's a legally binding contract, people. You can't just tear it up. That would literally defeat the purpose of having a legally binding contract. It's there to protect both parties, you and the agent. If the agent doesn't perform their duties, well... Good thing you had that paperwork in hand because now you might have some grounds to stand on to go after them for damages or whatever. And vice versa, if you screw the real estate agent over and go buy a house with somebody else during the term of that contract, that real estate agent may say, well, you know what? We, we spent a lot of time together. I'm invested in this. I committed to you. You agreed to it. See here on this document, you agreed to it until this date and you... You are in breach of contract. It protects them too. Saying this, there's the legal side of things. And then there's the, what I will will refer to as the ethical side of things. Building a business is a lot of work. And part of it, and part of our success as a successful real estate team has been our reputation and the fantastic relationships we have with our existing clients and um, not all of those clients started off or were, you know, roses and rainbows the entire time. Sometimes there were challenges, um, but what's important is, is how you overcome those challenges. And if somebody were to come to me, this actually never happened, but I would, I would encourage somebody to do this. If somebody was unhappy with me, I'd want to know because I have the opportunity to do one of two things. If someone's unhappy with me, my, I actually get excited when there's a problem because it presents the opportunity to really impress somebody. If things are going smooth and things are great and things work out, people don't know any better Think People just, yeah, great experience. No problems. When somebody has a problem and the problem is dealt with exceptionally well, those people are, they become advocates. They become lifelong clients, uh, quite often friends. I look forward to having problems. But I certainly, if somebody was unhappy, I'd want them to come to me first. Because if, you know, first I'd want to see if we could resolve the problem. If we couldn't resolve the problem, for me personally, my reputation as a respectable A professional real estate agent is very important to me because, you know, that's how we get a lot of our business. So if there was a legitimate concern and it just wasn't a good fit, because sometimes just personalities don't jive and it's just not going to work, I would probably, I'd say in most cases, willingly agree to sign a release from that contract. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to prevent somebody from going to buy a family home that they're going to raise their kids in and establish wonderful memories for years to come. I don't want to do that. I want to be there to help them. But if I can't help them, that I want to still allow them to do that. So in many cases, I would say the majority of cases, I would probably be very open-minded to going our separate ways. And I would rather learn that earlier on than later on. Because we invest a lot of time and money into helping people. So talk to the person you're having a problem with. And if you're not comfortable talking to them, go to somebody above them in the brokerage. Broker owner, broker manager, uh, just call the brokerage and ask who you should speak to. Um, Another contract, listing agreement. When you sign up to sell a house with a real estate agent, you are signing a legally binding contract between you and a brokerage to sell ABC123 property, uh, uh, circle, whatever, uh, in this municipality, at this postal code from this date till this date, Uh, for this commission rate or structure or other uh, decided upon compensation uh, arrangement. um, And you're doing it for a specified period of time. And that again, protects both parties because if either party are in breach of contract, well, that gives you recourse It protects you. And as a real estate agent, I always sign six month contracts because we're investing thousands of dollars, uh, thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, it, I mean, it depends on a number of variables, but five to $10,000 in a listing is very reasonable to expect to pay for us. And not only are we spending that money up front, we're well, we're spending that money up front. We're also not compensated until the house closes. And then even sometimes a week or a month later, depending on when all the details get processed and monies get transferred. Uh, so it's a big, uh, we have a lot of skin in the game. Have a lot of skin in the game. We're certainly not making any interest on that money we've put out for those three to six months. So that's a risk for us. And in 2017, when the market crashed, uh, there were two listings we had where due to the crash uh, and due to the uh, um, uh, improbable likelihood of our clients selling their home for a price that was anywhere near what they had anticipated, it made sense for them to not sell the house. And the risk we took there, we, both of these houses, we had $5,000 invested in. we just walked away from it. We've actually maintained great relationships with them and we'll probably do business with them in the future. But, you know, as real estate agents, we take on that risk. We take on that responsibility. Uh, these contracts are in place to help us if we need to, Uh, leverage them to protect ourselves. And to the same account for you, the seller, and you, the buyer, and you, the renter, if you're renting, by having a legally binding contract, you have a fiduciary uh, representative working for you, uh, sorry, a representative working for you in a fiduciary uh, capacity, which means that they have everything, everything they do has to be in your best interest. It makes sense. So for the lady on Facebook that was trying to get out of the contract, I'm sure there's good reason for it, but you can't just walk away. So next time, put it into Google, not Facebook. I'm telling you, Google's the way to go with stuff like that. You'll get a much better answer. Bar none. That's it for episode 157. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, thank you to those of you Uh, who take the time to leave a comment and subscribe. It's come up recently. A few times people are talking about the podcast with me and I ask if they subscribe, they say no. And uh, while I certainly appreciate the listen very much, that's why we're here. That's what we hope for people to do. We also hope that those people who are listening and enjoying take the time to subscribe uh, or follow us, whatever platform you may be watching or listening to me on today and listening to us, me and Ariel. Uh, on on a regular basis new episodes every monday morning subscribe and you'll get notified thanks for tuning in to episode 157 of kt confidential have a wonderful wonderful rest of the day